Once upon a time, there were six strangers. Strangers who, despite the best efforts of the coronavirus, got together for a virtual game of D&D. That game turned into another game, which turned into yet another game, which turned into a campaign. By then, the strangers, who had started to become friends, said, Hey, since we're playing and need the notes anyways, why don't we record it and release it as a podcast? This is the story of the players and the characters in that campaign. This is the story of gold and glory, blood tide rising. Okay, welcome to our D&D podcast. It's hard to believe, but it's actually been a whole year since we began the podcast, and to us that's just crazy, but clearly time flies when you're having fun. So whether you're new or you've been with us since the beginning, here's our spiel. We're not voice actors. We're not even actors. We're just a bunch of regular folk who wanted to play D&D during the coronavirus pandemic. Also, this ain't your run-of-the-mill D&D game. It's an Acquisitions Incorporated game, which means it's going to get weird, corporate, and have a bunch of acting in-jokes. Lastly, it's a homebrew game, which means if you're looking for adventures on the Sword Coast or in Tal'Dorei or in Wildmount, you're not going to find them here. But if you're looking for something a little familiar and more than a little different, onwards to gold and glory. Now, before we begin, here's a quick character intro, just to help you know who's who. Hi, I'm Selena, a human divination wizard, and I'm the loremonger. Hi, I'm Theo. I'm a human twilight cleric, and I'm also the documenter. I play Kippus, female drow half-elf. She's a ranger and the obviator. Hey, I play Edith, a dwarf barbarian, and I'm the decisionist. Hi, I'm Siona, a half-elf bard, and I'm the secretarian. I am Turin, a dragonborn paladin, and I am an independent contractor representing the kingdom of Lemuria. Shadow Council, may our labors please you. We bring to you today our 19th episode, official episode of season two, A Tale of Intrigue, Adventure, and Corporate Machinations, Golden Glory, Blood Tide Rising. To my actual right, Selena! Okay, it's do or die time today. While everyone, including our beloved Shadow Council, is watching, it's time for the most important divination of your entire Golden Glory career. Never has there been a more anticipated moment, the moment when you will get to prove once and for all your skill in, as a seer and adept of divination. Are you ready? Yes. What name will Theo give to his new pet griffin? Oh, that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Psych! What name do you think they would name a new hacker? Griffin, because it's a Griffin. I was gonna say Griffy. Griffy the Griffy. That's my prediction too. Griffy, I like it. Okay. Tag tagline. Um. <laughs> weren't ready for that, were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> as okay, so as the shrimp tries to get away. Are these like black tiger shrimp? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> as the submarine named Shrimp tries to get away, one will left be left behind. One will be <laughs> Oh, now that is a prediction. High five, wow, the jewel of gypsies. Yeah, the jewel of gypsies. Uh, it yeah, it, it really is. Oh my gosh. Uh, insider trading check. Uh, the jewel of gypsies, the diamond of divination, Selena Roma. To my virtual left, Theo. Oh, uh, and I guess yeah. you you settled on Griffey. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it still could be Stiffy. Please don't make it Stiffy. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. I'll come to the conclusion eventually. <laughs> George! George the Griffin! But no, but she's a female, isn't she? We agreed that she was female. Female, yeah. I guess you could still be no, George. Oh, good God. Griffin still works. <laughs> so, Mr. Twilight Joe. Kind of like, kind of like Candy or, or Bambi, it's Griffy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Mr. Twilight Domain Cleric, it seems like you've got a bit of an overachievement complex going on. All in one episode, you freed Griffy, Sniffy, whatever, the Griffin. You freed the Hydra, which set about munching on the enemy. You dispelled the magic thingamajig that kept the Iron Shrimp locked to shore. And you've converted an entire boatload of freed slaves to the fanatical worship of Cyrene. If that doesn't scream oh. inspiration, I don't know what does. <laughs> Tag, tag oh, hey, I don't this one. Otherwise, I might be the one left behind. Exactly. <laughs> Tagline. Uh, by by Serene's light, we will be victorious. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Uh, the uh, theologian in Twilight, the master of the moon mace, Theo Banks. Kidness, you're finally here. Here I was thinking that you had turned traitor and decided to switch sides and join the drow slavers and their pet demon spider. I mean, they are your people after all. And isn't home just where you hang your enchanted longbow? Are you actually back? (laughs) Yes, I'm back. You're back because you know why? Edith could really use a top-up on her javelins. And don't you have a whole magic quiver full of them? I have... Uh, eight of them. Eight. That and and that is eight more than she has. Tagline. <laughs> Donkey and Shadow looking for somewhere to go and be the battle. Sorry, <laughs> didn't have anything today. <laughs> the stalker and Shadow. One day I will figure out all you said yes we're gonna we're gonna write them down right the stalker and shadow the glamour and gloom kidness drow edith edith i'm so proud i'm so proud you used my magic item the one i lovingly created for you a gift from cyrene the everlight what Two seasons ago? (laughs) I I thought that it was just lying forgotten, just like the eternal champion avatar of the gods plot at the bottom of a bag just gathering dust buddies. But you you remembered it. I'm so happy. (laughs) Tagline. I can still rage. The barbarous beauty, the raging rampager, Edith. Siona! Okay, okay. I, I know what you want to ask me. Go, go, go ahead. Go and ask it. 
Oh, is it done yet? Yeah, literally right here. Look at it. It says, is it done yet? What's the answer, everybody? With enthusiasm. No! One, two, yes. three. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, I heard yes. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but, but you know what? Okay, so that, that, that definitely settles that. No, it is not Dawn. Um, uh, oh, but, yes, it is. It is. Uh, no, 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 no. no. This, okay, a contrary to popular belief, this is not a democracy. With, um, but I also have another question for you. I call it a decisionist. <laughs> <laughs> touche, touche. Okay, other questions, Siona Starglamere. Do you know whose fan club is way bigger than yours? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say it. Who is it? Theos. Theos, that's <laughs> right. It's like, you know, like 80, 80 freed slaves, you know, stark raving zealots converted to the service of radiant Cyrene herself. Third question, yeah. Theos Star Glimmer. <laughs> yes. What's your tagline? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, follow the cleric to freedom. Follow the glowing cleric to freedom. Now accepting donations and applications. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Turin. Hmm. I am starting to get a little bit worried, my dragonborn friend, that you're starting to slip up. I mean, your fatigue, and you know, if if you don't have that noted down on your D and D Beyond sheet, please do so. Breathing hard from the almost non-stop combat that has taken place since you shined your holy radiant light in the middle of a stealth mission. And you don't seem to be able to hit anything. And and I believe the last combat you got stunned by the giant mutant Sahagin with the with the crab claw arm. Did you, did you make some wrong choices along the way, like stuff that you kind of regret? Do you want your old sword back, the one that kind of spoke to you in scary voices and gave you muscles, fins, and scales? It's not too late, Turin. If you wanna, you know, go back. Tagline. I do not stealth. <laughs> <I do. laughs> this is a no stealth zone. <laughs> that is t-shirtable. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways, when, when last we saw our heroes, now oh, you know, just because I'm a lazy, you guys tell me what the heck happened last episode when last we saw our heroes. We freed the slaves. You freed the slaves. That you did. We got back to the ship. Yeah, back to the ship. The iron ship. The that iron. thing was chasing us and had to kill us. Yeah. Probably will succeed. Oh, yeah. One of us. And, 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 and the dragonborn that Theo really, really, really wanted to end his life. You mean? But, you had, but Queen Sorcia said, no, we'll just exile him instead. Yeah, right. no, he's back. The exile Lord Commander Knox? Yeah. This hulking, you know, dark black dragonborn warrior? Who's like leveled up? I think so. Yeah, yeah, he did show up. Anything else, guys? I, uh, there's a big giant whirlpool. Big giant whirlpool. Does anyone remember what kind of warrior he was? No. Dangerous. Some sort of fighter? <laughs> like, was he like a, a paladin with smites and such? No. No, he was just 
fighter. He was a very oh, fighter. I see we have a pecking order. Someone doesn't like, well, you're just a fighter. I'm a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so then then we then we had a whirlpool, and if I recall correctly, the uh, the, the the blood tide uh, priest tried to counter it by parting the yep. waves, and then they all fell down and, and they bonked their head, and then they lost their concentration, and then oops, here, here the goes the whirlpool is again. back. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else happen? Did you rescue anybody? Rescued the slaves. The slaves. What? A, and, and you got a new member of, of your crew of your troop. Oh, the Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, exactly. You know, he he's now or she's now part of the, part of the thing. And uh, Siona, I think you were doing something with some wall of fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was holding the wall. And, and you know, like that was like really amazing, like casting this wall of fire to effectively block and prevent the movement of all the Warforged re- reinforcement. The fire wall got dropped. Well, yeah, I'd I'd say, it's kind of true. Selena's prediction of Theo being left behind if he turns out to be true, I'm going to come back and play ETH's reason. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and if we do have to kind of relate where Siona is at this very moment, you know, the famed bard Siona Starglimmer, well, she is wrapped around the constricting strength of this this tentacle, you know, that's just, just kind of whamming her back and forth on the deck of the, of the sea. Um, now, so for, now, remember my, my whole thing about, about coming up with interesting and cinematic scenes and sort of, you know, alternate tactics and stuff like that. I'm going to award inspiration to Selena with, um, you know, sum- summoning the whirlpool. It's almost as useful as Splooshy has been. May he rest in peace. Uh, Edith, mm-hmm. inspiration for finally, finally using your one-shot moonbeam <laughs> magic item. Thank you, thank you. And Siona, inspiration for casting the Wall of Fire to effectively block and prevent the movement of the Warforge reinforcement. It's too bad you thank failed you. your concentration save. <laughs> yes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I had such great plans. Oh, anyway. Yep, you're gonna have to tell me about this some some day. But with that, we return to our adventure, Kitness Draub. You have, against the odds, against all of the vigilance of the Blood Tide Pact that is swarming this outpost, this military encampment. You have managed to penetrate the upper levels of Thule, and at this moment, you managed to successfully move within using your significant stealth, uh, which is also enhanced by your magical obsidian panther, and uh, you are on the upper levels of the, uh, the, the, the stronghold. Now, you can clearly see Um, that the level of activity seems to have ratcheted up after you sort of entered the kind of lower levels, because remember, you kind of ascended upwards, climbed up, uh, you know, the the ramparts of of an actual tower, and you snuck by the guards, and and you actually descended into a lower level. And right now, you're sort of um, in in a part of the, the... which is um, 
more of a storage area and there appears to be kind of slaves that are kind of moving about. You can see groups of Duergar that are carrying whips and other types of implements, kind of, you know, just working with those slaves. Now, um, throughout this, you kind of moved and kept to the shadows, kept to the, um, you know, the corners where light does not really penetrate well and nor does sound, and you've managed to move within. And definitely, as I was saying, the, the level of vigilance and activity just all of a sudden seems to kick into a higher gear. You can see um, there is a group of, it looks like, Sahagan officers that are kind of, you know, not swimming, but kind of uh, walking, slithering their way down the, a broader corridor, and they're going through like a large set of double doors where you can hear significant amounts of other noise. And then moving down through uh, past that area, you actually kind of move to another section of the keep, which seems to kind of lead into some other uh, corridors. But at that moment, you hear coming from the corridor and the passageway behind you, um, and it's quite, um, you know, lengthy, this corridor. And all of a sudden, like, you hear the creaking of a door open, and you hear a harried breath, and the footsteps of what you think is a shorter humanoid, just kind of huffing and puffing and breathing. You can hear the clanking of heavy armor, um, basically tromping on the cobblestones and moving forward and making a ruckus, a ruckus with every step. <gasps> and it's kind of running. What do you do? I will... I, 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 I'm assuming right now I am uh, fairly well hidden. Okay. Absolutely, you um, are, yeah. And this corridor is fairly large. It is. I so. mean, and, and honestly, where that noise is coming from, it's probably a good 100 feet, maybe 80 feet away. So there's quite some distance to whatever it is that is, is moving in that direction. But you're going to have to take a closer look. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll... Okay, I'm I'm concealed all right, so I'll I'll actually move a little bit closer to it. Okay. And doing that, that does close the distance further. And I mean, there is kind of residual kind of torchlight and lamplight and things like that. And you can see it's a heavy set uh dark dwarf Duergar warrior who appears to be kind of banded in sweat as if it or he has been running for, you know, quite some time at as fast as its, you know, short stubby legs can possibly carry it. But of course, it is armored in heavy kind of, you know, dwarven plate. So to be able to move that bulk around at the speed that it does, this thing is probably quite tired. And you can see it's definitely got this harried, almost panicked look to it. And it stops closer to your position. And I mean, he is running and heaving and the breath is kind of coming up and down. <gasps> Must Warn the masters! Must warn the masters! What do you do? Can I? Can I do I have a little piece of rope? Can I, can I make a, a trip line that'll cause it to fall? You can certainly do that. Um, that 
being said, and you're not trying to cast like the snare spell or anything like that, right? No, I'm not casting a snare spell. Okay, so you're literally trying to, you know, basically do this kind of, uh, you know, trip thing. Okay, uh, go ahead. So I tell you what, use your um, survival skill and uh, go ahead and uh, maybe describe a little bit how you're doing this and then give me a roll on that survival. Uh, um, Do you have proficiency in survival? I imagine you do. Um, let me just check. I do believe so. Uh, I do have survival, but I'm going to roll a dice now. Okay. And, uh, the roll is 18. Excellent. Okay. Um, so he kind of runs by. And I mean, you've got, you know, your, your snare kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, attached out. And I mean, you're used to laying down these types of traps in the wilderness all the time. It's a little bit trickier to do it in basically what is a stone corridor. But this Duergar basically stumbles right into it. And he, like this, this oof comes out of his breath and he falls forward and clang! His body uh, crashes onto the ground and he actually slides a little bit forward before the, the um, the, the the snare tightens a little bit, and he's basically tripped over prone. What do you do? Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a knife and put it in his throat. Help! Help! He starts yelling. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll put the knife... I'll, I'll draw a little, let's say, quiet ass. Okay. Language, please. And then uh, roll me an yes. intimidation check. I, 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 will, I will, in that, uh, refer to him in that manner in a very derogatory term. Okay. okay. Uh, and rolling the dice. Okay, one more time. Okay, and, and 15. 16. All right, I'm going to see how he does. Okay, he his eyes flare wide, and he basically you know tries to struggle backward. He's like backpedaling almost like a crab, trying to push himself away from you, and he's trying to kick and like you know maneuver his you know legs out of the snare. Now, okay. can you? I had assumed that he would fall forward. Yeah, that's fine. Of the snare, and I would be on his back with a knife. By okay. His throat. I think that, that that's that's fair. I want you to roll perception for me, please. And okay, I'm going to say plus five I'm going to say perception at a disadvantage. Okay. okay? So if what you have that? it I'm going to say perception at disadvantage. So if you already have advantage, you just cancel out. Just roll a single time. Tell me what you get. Okay. Uh, that's 13 plus 5 is 18. Okay. You sense, even as you bring the knife to the, the, the Duergar's throat and you kind of, you know, pull on the hair and really, you know, put yourself on it. Now, remember, you're relatively slight in terms of your, your weight and your height, but you're still on top and you have that kind of position. But just as you do that, inside and almost adjacent to you, you can see these dark shadowy forms, almost like part of the wall kind of shifts and moves. And then on both sides of you, you can see these eyes, many sets of eyes that are kind of gathered together to the right and to the left. And then the eyes just... Okay. 
Um, in my experience, would I consider this to be a, some sort of spell, or would this actually be uh, some sort of creatures? As you try to consider, as you rack your brains, um, you hear liquid um, exertion of muscle kind of spew out, and webs spray into the corridor. Roll initiative, please. Okay. And that becomes a 24. 24 for kidneys. Okay, that's great. All right. So, um, I am going to go into our battle board, and we are going to resume the game. And shifting uh, just for a second um, back to the scene where we uh, last left our heroes on board the main upper deck of the um, of the Iron Shrimp. Um, here's the scene that you have before you. You're kind of gathered uh, aside. Uh, two groups of the sort of volunteer freed slaves are on board on the deck, and they're actually, you know, doing their best. The group to the um, further, more to the north, they are banging away at um, the connections of the pillar uh, to, like, ropes and, and uh, um, you know, pulleys and things like that that sort of connect from a bridge perspective. But just having landed on the other side, you can see Lord Commander Knox, that dangerous-looking, um, you know, dragonborn, black dragonborn warrior, and beside it, there is also um, a, a member of the Spell Guard. Now, one of the things that you can see for sure instantly is that they do not look the same as they have before. Yes, they have residual elements of their physiology and their appearance that says these are dragonborn. But there is something mutated, something enhanced about their presence. And, you know, in particular, Lord Commander Knox, he seems sleeker, more dangerous. The angles of his wings and, and, and the, the, in fact, you're not even sure if he had wings before, but he definitely does. They both do. And they are starting to kind of move in that direction. Other things that are happening, of course, to the southeast. Um, this is, you know, far down in the chamber, maybe 80, maybe even 100 feet away. You can see that the wall of fire has been released and is no longer being maintained. However, because of the whirlpool, because of Selena's control water, the height of the water still remains at a very high elevated level. And what it effectively means is that the warforged, the, you know, the, the large concentration of sentinels that are kind of trying to move towards your position they have to do it by going through the water itself now there is a massive gigantic construct creature on which are perched in both of the right and left shoulders what appear to be Duergar warriors armed with some sort of firearm or lance or gun but they also are you know with this gigantic creature and essentially are having to hang on for dear life as the creature forges through the deep water so um all that being said, unless some sort of path can be carved open for them, maybe parting the waters or stuff, they are going to be moving pretty slowly, and it's going to be several rounds before they're going to be able to reach your position. 
Um, the other thing that I'll call your attention to, of course, the, um, there is immediately this blood tide champion who hurled this shard like blade at Turin, which seemed to um, maybe even knock him out, or maybe that was associated with the mutant uh, kind of deep one creature that just cracked him on the skull. So, Turin, you are recovering from a, a stun. Okay, so you will be able to act during your turn, but last turn, you actually were stunned and were not able to attack, and you took several hits from this uh, blood type champion over here. Um, Siona, importantly, is uh, encapsulated right now uh, in, the, um, in, in the arms of this uh, sort of tentacle, and then these other tentacles here on the eastern side, coming from this clockwork kraken, have grasped themselves around the body of the iron shrimp and seem to be holding it there and you remember very distinctly you know just before the battle um captain floki was yelling up and he was basically saying something is keeping the ship from moving i am trying to get it to go it's all we have the power but i can't move it Something is blocking it. And even Selena said, it's the tentacles. And lastly, there are moonbeams that are shining down with radiant light that are kind of lancing into the group of these blood tides of Hagen warriors. And their numbers have been diminished significantly. Where there was about of 10 of them, there's now only three. And there's also the blood tide priestess. They're, they're also caught in the whirlpool. And of course, in you know directly to the north, where the two dragons dragonborn came out of there is also another uh, moonbeam that is coming down and presumably blocking or at least if anything comes through that area they are going to take damage okay so with this um, we are going to shift entirely to initiative and since we have effectively two combats going on one with kidness and one with the other we're going to run them simultaneously so kidness um you know basically um, it is your go. I need you to make two dexterity saving throws, please. Dexterity saving throws. Okay. Yep. Uh, first one uh, is a 20. Is Natural a 20. Natural 20. Okay. So you, I mean, uh, go ahead. And the second one. Second one. Uh, is a, uh, with bonuses a 19. A 19. Okay. So your instincts, you know, your danger sense were, was quick enough to be, be able to kind of detect what was happening. And, you know, you instantly kind of pinpointed them and your mind kind of screamed spiders, right? And just as the webs kind of, you know, flew out from them, they come towards your position. Um, and I'm going to ask you this question. Um, you can roll away and basically, uh, you know, make the dodge and you can escape uh, from the webs. But what that will mean is that you're going to have to roll off of the Duergar. Now, the Duergar is still restrained or at least grappled by the by the snare but you know you won't be on top of them what do you want to do do you want to stay on the dwarf or do you want to actually move to bypass uh, being and captured in the web oh i will definitely lunge it, leap dodge uh roll and move ahead beyond where the webs are okay perfect and keep, keep on moving quickly, quickly. Um, and so here's a question. In what direction are you moving? Are you moving... Uh, in the same direction as he was going. 
as he also okay now I, I'm going to say that he was going towards the main chamber the main castle right um, and right. so there are you know hundreds of uh, blood tide warriors in this area and you are like only about 30 to 40 feet inside of this corridor if you run in that direction you are going to come out in the open in the middle of uh, the entire outpost however okay i'm not i'm i'm, I'm not gonna okay i won't leave the hallway i'll come to the end of the hallway and conceal myself how's that sound Okay, so you, okay. Now the problem is is that there's nowhere in the hallway to actually hide. There's no boxes, there's no corners. So, I mean, what you could do is that you could try to run towards the 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 opening of the area and, and hope that you can duck around a corner and try to hide. That's definitely an option. Yeah, well, uh, I'll I'll be dash, I'll dash through the hallway and then at the doorway decide uh, you know Look in, see if I can find a place to hide, and move that way. Okay. Perfect. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, with that dash, that is going to take you in the direct path of the spiders who are physically there. And now that they've actually stepped out, you see how very large they are. Like these are giant phase spiders that are at least kind of three feet in to four feet in diameter. They're really big. And so well, by can this not have gotten our message that we're too abandoned by this point? point? Uh, well, Kidness didn't hear our message. Well, I didn't say that. Oh. Kidness, oh. Kidness did not receive the message as of this point. Okay. Okay, so we're, we're going to play that out. So it's a decent question. So one thing to note, Rick, um, if you're going to move past uh, these spiders, you would need to take the action to disengage, which means you will forfeit your attacks. But it will allow you to kind of, you know, uh, disengage from the situation. And then, you know, to your point, you could further dash away, you know, past the corridor. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Okay, perfect. All right, so you do so, and uh, you kind of, you know, nimbly move out of the area. You can see that this Duergar is trying to, you know, wrench the, you know, takes like one of its knives, he opens it up, and he actually tries to slash through the rope and is in the process of starting to, to free them. Okay, back to that, Kitness. That is your action. Um, Edith, it is your go. Thunder song thrums with power in your hand and it sort of crackles with lightning energy that lances up and you can see the middle, you know, runes inside like light up and they fire with this electric blue energy that just courses up and down the haft of the giant hammer. What do you do? Well, I'm frightened of the ultra-steer or some mage in that general direction, so I'm going to move my moonbeam on top of one of the tentacles. Ooh, that's an excellent... Okay, so which tentacle specifically? Hmm? Which one are you going to go at? Um, I'm going to go at the one closest to me. The one closest to you, which is this one over here, the one near here, the griffin? The moonbeam is already at. Let's well, do the one closer to the moonbeam than where it was. Yeah, that one. So this one, right over there? Okay, yeah. that is great. Okay, and uh, remind me when the moonbeam does the damage. It's at the beginning of its turn? Or it... Okay, that's good. Okay, so it moves over. Now, um, do the Sahagin 
Uh, the fact that you're moving the moonbeam, does that mean they don't take any damage on their turn? Yeah. I, I would assume so. Okay, so you move over and then, you know, the bright cylinder of radiant energy basically outlines the entire cylinder and the and the side, and uh, that is done. Okay, um, that is an action to move it, I believe, correct? Yep. Okay, uh, anything else that you want to do? Nope. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to do, ooh, that's not good. So you may want, at the end of your turn, make that wisdom save. Is it a wisdom save for fear? It will be, yes. Yeah, so go ahead and make yeah. your save to see if you can um, uh, break the fear effect. You rolled the best. Don't fail me. Well, that's a fail. That's a fail. Okay, again, there is just... It's not a natural one fail. So, yeah, like, I mean, there is something going on, and despite the crackling of the energy, you know, inside the hammer, you're just not able to kind of break away. Um, There's just something terrifying about this whole situation. Okay, so Turin, you are up, and you stagger from having been hit by this giant sort of claw, and you kind of reel backward. Now, one of the things that I have to remind you of, you have taken, oh, um, one level of fatigue. And in fact, what I want everyone to do in this main battle here is to make another fatigue save, okay? At our turns. Uh, you, yeah, you can do it at the beginning of your turns, or you can just kind of do it now. Okay, what, what are we rolling for that? You're rolling a constitution save. Oh, thank the world. <laughs> uh, 20. Okay, so you are fine. Uh, 20, what is it's that, 25. 25. <laughs> okay, uh, t- 25, yeah, now I think all you need is, is a 10 to be able to kind of pass it, so uh, you're fine. Siona, how about you? And this is going to be quite important because right now you are restrained and grappled by this constricting tentacle and strength checks may be actually quite relevant. Okay, so this is a strength save or just a No, this is check? a constitution check uh, for your, okay. uh, for fatigue. Constitution check, not yeah. a constitution save. Uh, it's effectively. Well, it's a save, it's, it, it is a save, effectively. That's what you would do, okay? So you, okay. you can Come use your, con- you can use your constitution bonus. I think you saw mine. I did. <laughs> and how important is this? Very actually. You are exhausted. I'm exhausted? When did I become exhausted? Just now. Just now when you fail the save. Oh, when I fail the save. If, if you fail the save, you become exhausted. Now, may I remind... Now, Selena, you also fail. May I yes. remind both of you that you have inspiration. Yeah, not for that. I'm not going to use it for that. You're not going to use it for that? Okay, so uh, uh, now, Siona, um, the first one level of of exhaustion impacts only ability score checks, right? Like uh, like an athletics check and things like that, like that sort of thing. Um, But Mm -hmm. it doesn't impact your attacks. So you could choose to still, you know, become exhausted and, you know, just suffer those things. But if you do ever get in those kind of skill testing situations, Situations, you're going to be at disadvantage so yeah at disadvantage right yes um 
Yeah, you know what? I think I'm just gonna allow the exhaustion to kind of overcome me. Oh wow! Okay, and like, and you've been like trying to struggle out of, of of the of the tentacles, which just like squeeze you even higher, and like you're just getting, oh my god, I've been fighting like nonstop. Oh my god, and oh my makeup, you know, like when is it ever gonna end? I just wanna. Oh. Okay, so then that's kind of what happens over there, and I think everyone else. Uh, and sorry, Turin, did you make yours? Oh, you said natural twenty, right? Uh, 17. 17. You're fine. Okay, that's great. So, Turin, that resolves the question of exhaustion, although you still have one level of exhaustion, which means your checks are at disadvantage. Okay. So, back to you. You're able to act fully. Most importantly, directly in front of you, facing you, is a massive Sahagan warrior who wields this kind of bladed edge coral sword slash trident thing and is whipping around with great strength and skill. What do you do? Okay, what's his hit point? Oh, I'm, oh, your hit points. Actually, I don't know. It would be on your D&D... Uh, uh, no, because it was uh, disallowed, right? Uh, did I not post it in chat afterwards? I, 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 I don't remember, to be honest. Um, you did take some damage. So what does your sheet say right now, Turin? 56. Out of? Yeah. No, he's... Definitely not a 56, so that's a problem. Where is he right now? I wanted to say like 27 or 28. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Put Seven. it put okay. it to put it to 30. Okay, I'll give you the benefit okay. of the doubt. Okay. Now, Theo, we are oh, still. Oh, and I use the first level spell slot when I played your character as well, so. Cool, thanks. Okay. Sorry. Right. Well, it was a fight and it worked really well. It was on a crit. <laughs> Uh, now, Theo, you may have to remind everybody if you're still extending the temporary hit points through your kind of, uh, you know, divine inspiration thing or whatever it's called. Oh, well, that is over. But if you have temporary hit points from the last set you have, you still have them. You would still have it. Okay, that's great. All right. So turn back to well, you I'm after not, all that. I don't have new ones to give you. Sorry. Understand. Okay. So go ahead, turn. Just, just some hit points. Okay. It's going to strike. He's going to, yeah, he'll strike here and he will actually, he's going to use, uh, he's not going to fly up. He's just going to activate Radiant Soul. He only has one charge left of it. Okay. And that will give him eight points of extra damage he'll do on anything. Okay, so he does that. And that's, okay, and then he strike. Yep. Uh, does a uh, 18 hit? I will check. I believe so. It, oh gosh, no. It is, wow. yeah, it is very skilled with the weapon and the armor that it just kind of, and it swipes and parries your weapon away. It almost penetrated its defenses, but it is highly, highly skilled. Okay. What's, um, so what, what Terran's gonna, what Terran's gonna do, he's gonna, Hold back a second strike, and he's going to try to parry his first strike. Oh, okay. Um, do you have an actual parry move? Uh, dodge and parry were automatic. No, you have... Uh, well, no, it, they're not. Um, so what they're you not can, okay, then he'll strike. Yeah, like, yeah, because you've attacked, like, I mean, you could say, okay, I'm going into dodge, which would give you okay, uh, advantage. Okay, But, okay, so uh, go ahead, and you, if you want to take a second attack, go ahead. Yeah. 22. 22 hits. He's going to, of course, 
He can't do that. <laughs> okay. He's going to do uh, smite. Okay. And such. Okay. Mark that off. You're just calculating damage, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> he does a total of 30 points of damage. Ooh, very nice. A very significant strike, you know, carried through with the radiant uh, damage that just kind of blows into him. Yep. And he like, Okay, so uh, Turin, I think that's it for you. Siona, you are struggled, uh, you know, and you are held within the tight embrace of this slimy tentacle. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> Unless I can get a hand free to, um, to, to, to make a, a little music so I can cast a spell, but I'm you you can you can still cast a spell okay so right now you're effectively restrained which means you can't move you are at disadvantage to attack uh you're also at disadvantage uh, others will hit you at an advantage but it doesn't mean that you can't act like you can still uh you can still uh, cast a spell you can still uh, attack physically uh you can do all of those things you can also choose to try and break the re- restraint um and uh, you know, by doing that, then you would regain you would regain full use of your motion. Oh, okay. So I can still cast a spell. You absolutely um, can. But remember, if you take damage, you will have to make concentration checks. Right. Um, but I'm, but I'm sorry, there's two versions of this. I gotta find the other version. I think the Beacon of Hope has. Sorry, the Maria's Song. I gotta look this up. See, my inventory item. Yep. And it does two things. Sorry, I didn't think I could do this because I was I was held or I would have looked this up before. No um, I still have Maria's song. I still have four charges. Okay. Uh, cone of fear. Ooh. While sounding the horn, you can use an action to extend two charges, emitting a blast of sound in a 60-foot cone. Wow. Each creature in the cone must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you for one minute. While it is frightened in this way, it's, you know, try to move away, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Can't take reactions. Um, and it's 60 feet. Okay. So okay, I was hoping to, I was hoping to get a little closer, to be honest. Um, how far am I from? Well, I, I wanted I just, to send it towards that corner of the boat there, like, um. Because there were a bunch of bad guys coming in. That's true. Okay, from, so yeah, let's from see. over there. I was hoping to get them with it. Uh, let's see. Now, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to assume that you're in the general vicinity of where this, this tentacle is, sort of from your position, right? So 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. So that won't reach there. But I would give you that you could potentially get the Blood Tide Champion. Can I get the champion and can I get the, um, the tentacle that is uh, holding me? Yes, you can. Okay, then that makes it worth doing. For sure. <laughs> so I will. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. <laughs> down the sound the conch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, and they have to make dexterity or what is it? Wisdom saving throws. Uh, I think it's wis. Uh, hang on. Yeah, wisdom DC fifteen. Okay. Ooh, DC fifteen. Okay, so the tentacle. Uh, rolls in 18 plus two and you know it is a it is a tentacle I don't know why the tentacle gets frightened so yeah it sort of ignores and then let's see what the uh, that's the the one she really wanted well I I, I know that blade master wisdom saving throw no modifiers is a 12 
So he is afraid, and it means he has to flee on his turn, correct? Nice. That's excellent. Now, that is a concentration effect. So again, if you can't maintain it, um, you know, mm. it, the effect is going to go down. But at least it got, you know, that, that thing to go. Okay, so that's anything else, Siona? Uh, sorry, did I not get two of those guys? Uh, or were, no, the were there not two guys that had to make a you, save there? You got this tentacle and you got the blood tie champion. The tentacle oh, that's is not, not infected. Okay, yeah. The awesome, champion is the one that um, is fleeing. Yeah, I don't think I can do anything else. I'm, I'm, I'm held. I used my action. I can't move. Okay. Um, I don't think I have any inspiration left. Uh, I mean, bardic inspiration. Okay, kind of so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll move on. Now, I just have a really quick qu question for Rick. I, Rick, I, I know you said you only had an hour. It's almost 2.30. What time do you have to leave? Uh, in about five minutes. In about five minutes. Okay, so what I'm going to do just, you know, for, for Rick, I'm just going to, you know, shift the, the scene a little bit from this perspective. As you back into the corner... And, and if uh, Theo could uh, take over uh, my character after I go, please. Understand. Now... So, so just, just kind of, you know, bear with me uh, as this kind of happens. Like you run back, you slam your shoulder back from, you know, around the corner and things like that. And you're just kind of looking beyond. You can see that these, you know, spidery, split, spindly leg creatures are kind of crawling rapidly in your direction. And in fact, one of them actually begins to dematerialize and phase out. And, and you can see it actually shift into like another area and then it disappears entirely. The Duergar actually gets up and then all of a sudden whoosh, this sickly sweet almost rotting flower stench sort of encapsulates the area you are in this yellow mucusy tentacle sort of slimes up your body and you are enveloped by this strange almost ooze like candle wax column and you hear the demon speak into you as this musk is released into the air. You gasp and try to hold your breath, but it is not enough. And you see your vision begin to fade and you start to lose your ability to concentrate. And then the demon speaks directly into your mind. Not so fast, my dear. The conclave has plans for you. Good night. And you fade out. Back okay. to our combat. <laughs> Good luck uh, tonight. Selena, you're yeah, next. Oh, I'm next? Okay. You are next. Um, okay, so we've got Siona caught in that tentacle. So Correct. I am going to do a two Eldritch Blasts at that. Okay. The first one is a 26. Hits. And that one does... Six points of damage. Six points of damage. <laughs> and the second one probably misses with the 14. It hits. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. It's not armored. It's just right. a big tentacle. And that's just three points of damage. Ooh, that sucked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that... Uh, and they... I'm not in <clears throat> any danger at the moment, right? Like, where am I? Well, not any physical danger. Right. You're right over here. <clears throat> so, can I kind of, like... Go closer to where all of the slaves are, so then kind of like... You want to go over here? So is, is that good? <clears throat> yeah, but a little bit further back. A little bit further back, yeah. so right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So okay, that, yeah. then that's fine. All right, so that is Selena. 
Um, the Blood Tide Priest. Okay, so let's go to see what she is going to do. I know what she's doing. <clears throat> okay, uh, sorry, uh, Selena, do you have any concentration effects that are up? Oh, obviously the Whirlpool. Okay, that's fine. All right, so all of a sudden, almost like a counterpoint to the, the swirling maelstrom in the water, this Whirlpool, above in the skies starts roiling around this massive storm cloud that encapsulates almost the entire cavern and you can see crackling of static electricity released and then all of a sudden swoof, on, oh she does okay that that's fine and plus she has to make a saving throw to, to see if she at the end okay so 2d8 points of damage so let me do that um here let's 2d8 8 Plus eight, maximum for 16. Okay, so um, with that, she takes the damage, but uh, still is kind of casting that spell. And then crashing down, um, basically aimed for the point where Selena is at, as well as the freed slaves who are within kind of, uh, well, no, it's kind of 10 feet, so that's not enough. Um, it casts a call lightning spell. And call lightning. Each creature that's within five feet of that point will have to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so what it does, it, cra it crackles it down over here within five feet, so it's going to strike Selena. It's also going to strike the slaves. And let's make a dexterity saving throw for Selena. That is a fail, unless you have... Want to use inspiration or anything? Uh, you got a three. Inspiration is 13 plus stuff. So I... Plus three. Okay, so you manage to make the, the save. You take half of the damage. The slaves, natural 20, they actually make it. And they're like, Sirene! Um, and now 3d10, lightning damage. Okay. Sorry, doing lots of dice over here. Seven, seven plus seven, 14 points. So seven points to Selena. And then... Um, seven points to the slaves and then um they they have a temporary hit points right theo the uh they had temporary hit points at the end of their last turn because uh uh round 10 just kind of ended before last session okay so i'm and how much to, it was quite a bit right it's it's over seven. Oh yeah yeah it definitely is uh so if i was to roll it now i would say that that is uh 11 hit points. Okay, fine. So what I would yeah. say is that, again, somehow miraculously, both Selena and the slave seem to be, you know, protected. And the lightning, you know, although it crashes onto the deck, does not seem to do any damage. Okay, so that's that with the blood type priest. Uh, the tentacles go. Okay, first off, from a tentacle perspective... Um, Oh, and then um, the blood type priest is going to try to see if if she can break out. Ooh, a nineteen! So she is freed from the immediate effect of the maelstrom, and she's going to try to swim, you know, uh, further away. But that's at the end of the turn. It'll have to be next turn. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so then going here, the tentacles. <clears throat> uh, Selena. Okay, you are constricted and you continue to take uh, damage as the, the tentacles squeeze you harder and harder and you take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Yes, please. Concentration. That's, sorry, Siona, that... that's, that's you, Siona. 15 points oh, sorry, of damage. I'm sorry, I thought... I, I know, I, 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 did, I did say Selena, I meant Siona, I apologize. 
Well, hold on a second. So you need me to just take 15 points of damage or you need me to write um, a saving throw? Both. You've taken 15 points of damage, which is the cause of the need for your constitution saving throw to maintain constitution. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, got it. Sorry. Uh, 11. Yay. 11 is enough. Okay, you maintain that and the effect is is kind of uh, done. Um, what happens with these other tentacles? They just continue to wrap themselves around, but this one is going to well, take... one of them has to make a constitution saving uh, or uh, take uh, damage. I understand. That's what I was just going to do. It fails. How much damage do I take? How much damage is it? No, oh, bleeding is a level two. That's pretty strange. That's bleeding is four D10s. It's D10s. Oh, three D10s. Well, then we'll take that one away. Nine, and six, and eight. So 15 and eight is 23. 23. Okay. I mean, there's a kind of large electrified gash along it, but it is still uh, holding fast to the side of the ship. Okay, moving on from there. Now, the spell guard Viridian all of a sudden takes to the skies and um, flapping its dragon wings and it flies high forward over here. And then Turin, actually, no. Theo, it is targeting you with a heat metal spell. Wow, I haven't heard that one for a long time. Causing the object to glow red hot, any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast the spell. And then when the spell ends, you can continue to use that. Um, So basically, it is casting it on your armor and it is going to do that damage. So immediately then, you're gonna take 2d8 points of damage. How many? Uh, Sorry, 2d8. In fact, I'm gonna cast it at a third level. And so that becomes eight, uh, sorry, um, 13, 16 points of fire damage to you. So you have Moonbeam up, so you'll need to make a concentration check, please. Oh yeah, sure. Like, I'm gonna make this because I have a plus nine and I rolled advantage. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, I made it. Okay, great. Okay, so then that's fine. That uh, basically is its activity. And then uh, we move now to the Sahagan Swarm who are no longer in the Moonbeam. Uh, they have to make a strength saving throw in order to uh, get out of the Maelstrom, and they fail. They continue to be sucked further in the opposite direction, and they are pulled backwards kind of out of this area. So until they escape, they won't be able to kind of continue. Uh, the freed slaves, um, these ones uh, charge forward, and again, they are hacking at the tentacle, trying desperately to kind of free uh, Siona. Okay, so then I'm going to roll. Sorry. Okay, so 15 points of damage to the tentacle. Okay, so, and they're all like, free the board by Serene's blessed light. Okay, and... The tentacle takes 15 points of damage. Okay, and you can see like part of the the, the tentacle starts flopping and flapping over. This huge gash of flesh is there. And I mean, it seems to almost be sliming and wriggling away, but it is still holding on to Siona. Okay, that is that, the free slaves. Um, These free slaves manage to chop through the edge of this kind of plank and it starts to fall um, off. 
um, but it is still attached on the other side. And with that, they are going to move over to this side, kind of interposing themselves there. Okay, the Sahagin Blade Master has to flee, so it is going to move directly as far as it can. It goes into the water, and then it, it basically swims as fast as it can in the other direction. Now, because it's a forced movement, there is no attack of opportunity, but basically it's swimming away in the other direction, okay? All right, so that's that. Freed slaves talking. Um, now, TH3. Yeah, turn, he gets to make a wisdom saving throw again for counteract fear. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, okay, wait, wait. You're Sahagin guy. Oh, the Sahagin guy, you're right. Okay, so thank you. Uh, he yeah, rolls a 10, and that is not sufficient um, because it's a, it's a 15, and he is still a feared. Okay, now. TH30 is among uh, here, and he, he is kind of, you know, hobbling around, and he's actually got a tray with three kind of, like, glowing potions on it. Oh, Master uh, 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 Floki uh, said to bring these to you in case you would need them. Um, we have three of these potions if you want to take one. And he is nearest to basically Selena and Edith, and they are, he is offering a potion to you. What do you think, Edith? Uh, Edith, what did you say? Um, I'm pretty good. Are you sure? This one is a, uh, it will enhance your strength to make it equivalent to giants. This other one is of superior healing, and this other one will grant you heroism. But if you do... <laughs> well, do heroism, you... <laughs> we need it right now. Okay, so he hands over the potion of heroism, which is this kind of, you know, um, blue kind of bubbling effervescent uh, brew, and he basically hands it over. You have a potion of heroism. Okay, well, I hope it tastes good. Um, Next, um, further to the south, you see again the the sentinel mass, as well as, um, you know, the, some Duergar, as well as that giant titan, just trying to push through the water, but it is slow, slow going. Okay, now, Lord Commander Knox, he actually goes, and he, similarly to his comrade, he also begins flapping his wings, and his powerful form launches itself into the air, and he begins flying quickly towards here. So 1, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 feet. I just got to double check the movement because he may be able to move more. Uh, Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, and then he casts, he utters some eldritch um, words. And all of a sudden, this entire area that he is in and kind of on a 20-foot radius, so I'm going to call a 20-foot radius thing, okay? This area is engulfed in pitch magical darkness. Okay, that is Nox. Theo, your go. Uh, So before that happened, uh, the spellcaster next to Nox, uh, how far away was he? Uh, He is... uh, 30 feet in the air and uh, from you 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 feet. Theo is going to uh, grapple 
the tentacle that is grappling uh, Siona. Okay, wonderful. So I'm going to move... You're going to press this hot, hot armor <laughs> on the tentacle. That's really cool, actually. I love that. Okay, so first do a grappling check. And because of the sure. armor, I'm going to give you um, advantage over it. Okay? I'll take it. Uh, that's pretty good. We're in the 20s. Okay, so 22. I'm 22. Now, it is very strong. Um, and so it has a plus 10 modifier. Three plus seven is 10. Okay, so the contact of the burning armor makes it kind of, you know, like shift out of the way and it spasms. And in that moment, the grapple is countered and you release Siona. Yay. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, up to the top of the turn. Oh, hold on, now, does it, so it takes damage with my hot armor? Is that what you so I'm not saying that it takes damage. I'm saying what what happened is that because of the heat, it, it gave you oh. advantage on that roll, which helped, uh, you know, it, right. it, it get out, okay? <clears throat> All right. Good. But every time I take damage, I assume it's taking the same... Um, possibly. I, I, I haven't necessarily made that, that call, we'll, but we'll, we'll get to that. All right, we're top of the okay. turn, going to Edith. Edith, you are now in the middle of this uh, magical darkness, and it is total darkness. Even your, uh, your shadow sight, your dark vision, does not penetrate out of this area. You cannot get out. Can I drink my potion? You absolutely can. Yay! Yes, okay. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and what you want to make, make, make me do, and now we, I think, have kind of said that if you're drinking a potion as opposed to giving a potion to another person, it's a bonus action, so you could still act if you want, okay? So just make sure you look up the effects of heroism, but I do mean, I do believe you're immune to fear, and I think you gain some temporary hit points or something like that. So just double check that, okay? Temporary hit points. Yep. How many temporary hit points, you know? I think uh, it's four. I would have to look it up. So give me a sec. I'll look it up. Okay. So yeah, if you guys can take a look at that and handle that, that would be fantastic. Okay, Edith, any movement that you want to do or any, what do you want to do with your action? I want, so even though I'm in darkness, I do know that general area where that um, corner tentacle is. Yep. So can I head to that corner tentacle and whack it? Uh, sure, I think so. Yeah, you could do that. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 40, or uh, 25, 30. Absolutely there. So that's your movement. Uh, you are no longer feared. Go ahead and take a strike. I'm going to whack it. Okay, perfect. Hopefully. Um, 20, bleh, 16. Absolutely hits. 16? Okay, good. Um, that's only 2d6 because I don't have raging yet. Uh, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. The tentacle basically gets crushed and, uh, you know, pulped over and it uh, basically slides off of the edge of the shrimp. Okay, so that one is gone. Okay, Turin, you're up. Turin, is that warrior still in front of me? The warrior it is not. So he basically, you know, basically dived off of the of the sh of the shrimp and he took off into the waters. And of course, the hog didn't swim very, very quickly. So All you right. you priest, have in priest. front of the priest is in the water. Now I will call your attention to your two former compatriots, Lord Commander Knox, who is in the middle of this darkness, but also uh, uh, this this spell guard as well. So these are sort of traitors to Lemuria who have previously been uh, exiled by your queen. All right, so let's move on. Siona, you've been freed and released from the tentacle. You're up. 
Sorry, and there's still two tentacles left? There are two tentacles um, left, and they are grabbed onto the ship, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, in that far corner there, can you just uh, uh, tell me who's, who's in that far corner there? In the far corner, um, basically, there are all the Sahagans. So there's the blood type priestess, the feared and fleeing blood type champion, and over here yeah. are some of these blood tied Sahagan that have basically um, been uh, pushed back by the maelstrom and are still kind of held there. So the mael- would you count the maelstrom? Is like is that like a storm? It's basically a giant whirlpool. Okay, so it's a whirlpool, not a storm. Nothing in, in the sky, so to speak. Well, there is the call lightning spell, which is in the sky, and that is being cast by the blood tide priestess. I thought we were in a cave. It is, but I, I mean, you can still summon a spell inside a cave, and it will appear there. You can do it inside a uh, Have you read call lightning? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I need to read it. It, you know, it's a, I, I was actually just uh, reading it. Um, it says that like, there has to be a place where a storm cloud could appear. So if, if you're in a room that can't accommodate the cloud, then... then this is a massive, massive cavern. It absolutely could. Okay. Um, so there's already a spell going. Yep. Um, so if I cast... Here's a question. If yep. I cast Call Lightning, uh-huh. then... It will increase the conditions of it, the spell's damage would increase by 1d10. You're, you're correct, because there's already an existing storm. So that's brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think, think I'm going to do cool. that. And it, it does, does say if you cast it while, while, while over an existing storm, you gain control over it. <laughs> does it really? <laughs> really? That's yes, incredible. That's, that's, exactly <gasps> where it's... that's amazing. I didn't know that. Okay, wow. Yeah, good one, Daryl. <laughs> it's good to have the rule master on the... Yeah, tell me about it. So you actually now command the storm and it's enhanced. That's incredible. Wow. Okay, so what do you do with that? So I, so I cast it and I want to cast it like a, it's, it's got a 60 foot um, diameter uh, like through which I can like call down lightning. So I want to demise the space that I can um, get within the 60 feet. So I, I definitely want to be able to get the tentacles uh, and, and I'll be dropping my concentration on the pure cell to do this. Um, but okay. I want to be able to get as much of those guys in the corner and the tentacles as I Okay, can. so now if you look specifically at the, what you're doing is you're creating a 60 foot area in which the spell could basically exist and then you yes. call down a lightning strike and where the mm-hmm. point that you're targeting, everything within five feet of it will take the damage, right? So these tentacles are pretty far apart so you, you could strike only one of them. If you want multiple mm-hmm. opponents, I would say if you strike here uh, where I'm marking right now, you can get the blood type champion plus the blood type priestess. Okay. Yeah. Or it's a toss up. Yep. So if I go for the tentacles, tentacles, we might be able to, uh, to take off. Right. Right. So yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, they've got a ways to come back. Um, I'm going to go after the tentacles. Okay. Uh, So I like, I'll position it so that I like the 60 feet optimal so that I can get, um, uh, I guess more like to give coverage to the ship. Um, yeah, sure. And then a little bit to the water. So if those guys are not quite within range, uh, that's okay. I want it to be a little bit more towards the ship, like that they can move into it and I can get them with that. That's fine. I, I mean, 60 feet is, is pretty large. So I'm basically saying you yeah. have a coverage of all this kind of rear air, anything that's coming in that direction, either this is a hobby. Okay. 
you know, you'll be able to target. Okay, so which tentacle do you want to strike? You've got the northernmost uh, one? I think, I think I'm going to go for the, the one on the right. On actually. the right? So. No, actually, no, I'll go for the one on the left because that uh, Griffey there can probably get to that close one. Yeah, I'll go for the one on the left. Okay, when you, okay so when you say left. Oh, the top one. The top one, okay, and that's the one that. Oh, God. That one, yes. Okay, that's the one that's being hit by. <laughs> that's the one that's being hit by the uh, the, uh, the the moonbeam. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, actually, actually, you know what? what? Since it's already taking damage, you raise a good point. point. I'll get, get the, the other one. one. Okay, you're gonna get the other one. All right. So all I have to just make a what? A saving throw? A deck saving throw? Let me just check. Uh, 10 I failed. Lightning damage on a failed save. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what the DC is on that. That's it. Would be DC 15, but um. Dex. It is dex. Okay. okay, so I, I, I failed the saving throw. Just roll your damage. Yeah, that is 16 points. And you've enhanced that. Oh, to plus, plus a d10. Yeah, okay, Six, 16 plus d10. 16 plus another three. Plus so another 19 points. 19 points, okay. A significant strike into the, uh, the tentacle, which kind of recoils with the strike. Okay, so that's the call lightning. That's really good. And Selena's turn. Um, hmm, I'm not really sure. Uh, Daryl, do you want to kind of take control of Selena? Even if you want to kind of take a little bit more time to kind of consider, we'll just bring you back in from an initiative perspective. Um, I only caught part of that, but I understand you want me to see what Selena can do? Yes, please. And then while you're doing that, we're going to go back to uh, Turin. Turin, are you okay to participate now? <clears throat> yeah, I'm oh, fine. Okay, so why don't we come back to you? Tell us what you want to do. Okay, now... His radiant soul—it's—that makes him light up. It does. Would it be equal to to um, be like a light spell? I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to counter magical darkness. Okay, that's why I was just was asking. Okay, uh, then what he's going to use—he's going to use this inspiration. Mm-hmm. Or can he use this inspiration to make it? To counter the darkness. No, an inspiration is a no. very specific thing. It is the okay. it is a re-roll of, of, of a dice, of a D20. Okay, okay. Done. Okay. So what he'll do is um hmm. He's wow, he's kind of stuck here. Okay, he's gonna move up to the darkness itself. Okay. And just move up to the darkness. So he can give um Yep, that would be a good spot. Okay. So he can provide his saving throws to some of the slaves. Ooh, that's very good. It'll be plus four to them. Yep. And um, that's going to be his action. He's going to hold his attacks. Is what he's going to do. What are you holding the attacks for specifically? In case he gets uh, uh, in case he gets attacked by one of the draconian warriors. Okay. Come through. Understand. Okay, that's perfect. Okay. All right. You fly. You can fly if you wish. <clears throat> That's true. Um, maybe he'll fly over. Now, is the draconian warrior? Did he go? Is he in Knox? Is he in the darkness too? He is in the darkness. He is the cause of the darkness, to be precise. Yeah, he is. And the other one is not. Correct. Okay. Then he'll fly over to Knox. Okay. In the air and attack him. I guess. Uh, so you are over here, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I can say you can attempt to make an attack, the, but you will be at disadvantage to hit because you're striking within darkness. Okay, that's fine. 
Now, does his radiant glow of his wings, is that magical enough for darkness? I'm going to say no. I don't really know what the answer is, but typically you can counter magical darkness with magical light, but you would have to cast it on the light itself. That's my interpretation. I don't actually know. I guess the question is, is it as powerful as, like, daylight? Like, that's the envision here. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to 50-50 it, okay? Uh, On evens, it does. Um, On odds, it does not. Evens, okay, it does counter. Um, So let's compromise on this, okay? So your radiant soul flares up, and it is quite bright. And since I rolled it, let's say it nullifies, okay? Now, that'll be cool. We'll say you actually... The darkness spell that it How kind of cast. How much damage did I take? Uh, I am for... You actually took none. Oh, I took none. You took none because of uh, the Theo's power. Oh, okay. Okay? Cool. So then your radiant damage kind of flies out and basically with this blinding burst kind of counters. Now, this is what I'm going to say. Um, the darkness and the radiance, let's say that they will cancel each other. Is that fair? I think that's more than fair. Okay. All right. And I'll still allow you the ability to fly, let's say, just for this one turn, and then you lose the radiant soul thing. Okay? So go ahead and make your attacks normally. 25 does hit. 25 does hit. Yeah, go ahead. Damage? 35 hit points of damage. Ooh, that's a lot. Did that include a smite? I'm assuming. Yeah, that includes the last smite. All right. Um... Okay, so you can hear him just chuckle. <laughs> You're weak, old man. At long last, we cross blades. We shall now truly see who shall overcome. All right, uh, that is Turin. Siona, it is your go. Aha, uh-huh. yes. Get the call lightning, um, but on what? Yep. Spellcaster. Uh, there we go. The spellcaster? Or, or the tentacle. No, you want to, we want to get this tentacle up, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, the tentacle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the same tentacle as uh, as last time. Same so tentacle. So it's an easy 15 dex save. Okay. And failed. Full damage. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so total 21. 21 points of damage. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it's still around, but it is looking pretty rough. Okay, so that's a tentacle. Um, okay, cool. Uh, anything else, Siona? Uh, Siona? Um, can you just kind of back me up a little bit? I'd like to get um, in behind these people that are with me here, just to be on the safe side. Okay, so where specifically? I just want to uh, towards the uh, Griffin. Griffin, okay, fine. Uh, you want to actually uh, leave, leave the ship? No, 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 no. I want to stand behind those. Uh, who are those people that are standing in front of the Griffin? I want to stand uh, behind them. Okay, so you want to stand behind Theo and Edith? Yeah. Yeah. Very long. Okay. Oh, okay. Then in that case, put me behind the slaves. <laughs> okay. This group of slaves here, this foremost. Yeah, and one step, one step back. Uh, like there. And two towards the Griffin. One, one square towards the Griffin. Uh, there. Right there. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Beautiful. <clears throat> okay, that's Siona. Selena, you're up. Okay. So has the northernmost tentacle been damaged this it, it has been damaged both of these have been damaged the, the one uh to the south more damage from the second strike but this is also enveloped by the moonbeam okay 
Okay, I'm going to, the southern one, I'm going to do a guiding bolt on. Okay, guiding bolt. At level two. Okay, how much damage do you, oh, uh, you have to hit first, right? Okay, go ahead. 17. That, that hits. 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. Okay. Um, the radiant light. And again, there's so much light just kind of streaking down. Um, anything that will hit the tentacle in the future, it's going to be at advantage, like the yeah. first strike. Right. Um, and it is looking really weakened at this point. Okay. And I, where am I? Here. You are here. Can I move like over here? Okay. This one. Yeah. Okay. Right, that's actually really smart. <clears throat> okay, that is Selena. Um, we now go to the blood type priest and the tentacles plus uh, Viridian, the spell guard. Okay, 2d8 of damage. And do, is there a save for that at all? <clears throat> okay, so she already made her way out of it, so she's okay, no she's, longer she's in. All right, so then, um, but then the blood type champion. Okay, so first I'm going to just do this in, in order. Um, she dives underneath the water and basically but comes... Is there anyone in. still in the water? Yeah, the, 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 the blood type, so Hagen as well as the champion, they're definitely caught there. Okay, so... Um, okay, so... The blood type priestess does some motion of her hands and basically uh, her body rises above the waves and it's almost like the waves kind of form a crest that pushes her body into the air and she points at Siona and says, sleep, and she casts a command spell at you. Um, okay. Okay. So, so you need to make... A saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. With advantage. Why with advantage? Because I have advantage against being charmed and magic can't put me to sleep. Oh, wait, I can't be put to sleep. Oh, 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 that's true. So you can't be put to sleep. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you know what? You just kind of smile and you like, nope. <laughs> Excellent. And then she's like, oh, wow. Yeah. I think I, I think I, I exactly. I think I do kind of like wave my hand, and a finger just kind of stays up as it goes by. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, so <clears throat> um, this tentacle. Let me see. You know what? The first one has to make a Constitution saving throw before it starts. To okay, Constitution saving throw. Uh, what level? What What's the DC? What's the DC of your saving throw? Fourteen. Uh, it makes the saving throw actually. So it still takes half damage. Okay, so how much damage? Yes. Ten twenty-two. Half two tens and a two. So half, half, <laughs> so half, half of twenty-two. twenty-two eleven. Okay, so it's still up now. Um, basically, it releases the, the 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 shrimp and basically crawls up forward. Let me see. It's got a 30-foot movement, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and it's got a 35-distance strike. Five. It's going right through the ship. <laughs> well, I mean, just just see that as, as, a, as a movement. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's going to slam down, and it will attack. Huh. Theo. Uh, so, sorry, this this uh, this this part here, like it's it's just it's that long. Um, it, it, it has a thirty-five there. foot reach. 
that's that that's how how much it can extend. It's, it's, it's all above board here. Yep. So this is a, a attack roll you're making. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to understand how it moves. Twenty five. <laughs> It, you have to imagine it's not as vertical as the image we're looking at. It is more horizontal as it does. It. Exactly. And, and it's, it's just got a lot of movement that it can extend. Okay. Exactly. Does, okay. So yeah. 25 okay. to hit, Theo. I think that does hit. Yes? Uh, yeah. You hit my... But, but because you hit me, you can also take that fire damage. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then you take 15 points of bludgeoning damage and you are grappled and restrained. Take 16 points of fire damage. 16 points of fire damage. Okay. Yeah, actually, it's the wrong one. Um, the fire scours it to the point where it loses cohesion and drops. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, that's, that's that. This other... Huh. Um... <laughs> It, this thing is going to move because it wants to escape the moonbeam. Now, it already took the damage, right? Yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It stays there. It's still trying to grapple the ship. Okay. Okay. Um, the wizard extends his hands and punches up into the air, uh, claws kind of open, and this light kind of surrounds him, and he points both hands down towards the water, and then emerging from the deeps, almost like called by it, is another tentacle, which basically flies up and wraps itself around the side of the ship. Who did this? The mage, flying mage. And this is a summoning spell? Uh, yeah, it could be, possibly. Okay, so then that would mean that, because it's concentration, feels uh, armor cools down? That's true. Yes, you're correct. Thanks. Appreciate it. Right. Wasn't working out well for him anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that's that. And we now move up to the swarm, who is inside the maelstrom. So they are going to try to struggle outside. Um, it's like 15, eh? The DC of the strength of your maelstrom? Oh, 16. 16? Okay, yeah. So then they're going to take their damage. How much damage? 2d8. 2d8. Want to roll for me? Oh, sure. Points. 15 points. Okay, they struggle, and another one kind of drops and just kind of floats away as sucked right into the into the uh, the whirlpool. Okay, that's great. Uh, the freed slaves. Um, okay. These ones... What do we do? Get the tentacles! But they're off on the side of the ship. Okay, well, this one kind of runs over, uh, and they try to strike. And they strike oh, it. <laughs> they strike into it, and, like, they're bashing away at the tentacle. And they're like, it's not doing anything! <laughs> and then this group is like, what do we do? Get the mage! Get the mage! But he's flying! They, like... Um, they they take their spears and weapons and they throw. Okay, so I'm gonna say it's kind of at a distance. Let's see how they do. Oh uh, yeah, not so hot. Um, yeah, 
the, the mage, like, he just kind of looks off to the side and he flicks one of his claws and a magical uh, shield materializes, interposes in between, and it just glances off, does not penetrate his defenses at all. Okay, that's that freight slave. The blade master is going to make its uh, wisdom saving throw. See, it's still afraid. Oh no, you dropped it, right? Dropped it, yeah. You dropped it. Okay, so now it's going to make a strength saving throw to try and escape. It's stuck in the whirlpool. It takes damage. Okay, how much damage do I take? Two. Yeah. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, the whirlpool's being amazing. Okay, TH30 is like, would anyone like a potion? I have a uh, potion of cloud or of uh, frost giant strength and a superior healing potion. Please, if anyone would like a drink or refreshment. Uh, I think that those need to go to Turin. Turin will take a healing. But you are flying, sir. <laughs> oh, that's you, right. You will have to come down. Can't throw it. I can throw it to you, but you will need to catch it. Oh no! I'll just fly down. <laughs> Okay, that's what it's doing. Okay, that's the uh, uh, TH30. Uh, the Sentinels are continuing to move, and Lord Commander Nods. Now, he is faced off with basically his nemesis over here. Yeah, this arrow battle between them is just happening. Yeah, no, I think so. I was going to see if I can take out either Siona or Selena, but he is going for his turn. I will take you down from your high horse. You think your queen is safe? Wait till the conclave invades. We will tear it limb from limb. Now, it strikes with this huge great sword, and it's all filled with this darkness and spike and shadows, and it is going to attack. Okay. Eleven misses, and he kind of grunts and swings again. Nineteen. Does that hit? Yeah, right on the nose. Okay, so that one will do... 21 points of damage as it strikes into you, and it also has a disheartening strike. So there's something about the dark blade striking you. When I hit a creature using an attack with this weapon, um, the target is filled with unsettling dread and has disadvantage on the next saving throw it makes before the end of my next turn. The creature ignores this effect if it is immune to the frightening, frightened condition, but I don't believe that you are. Correct? Yeah. Okay, and then again, it swirls underneath the wings flapping and turning, and it strikes one more time to try and strike you at a 22, which will also hit, and damage is 22 points of damage to you, Turin. Okay, he's down. <laughs> What's worse is that means he falls to the ground. Owen's oh, going to take damage too, right? So I'm going to say... You were here, Turin, you're there. Okay, um, you were, what, 30 feet up, according yeah, to our right. battle, so you're going to take another uh, six, uh, 11 points of damage. Now, is that an automatic death which, which is an automatic death save, yes. save I think. Okay, so knock off one de de uh, death save, and uh, you're, you're basically at that point. Okay. And scene. Okay, that's a wrap. This concludes part A of our episode. We hope you're enjoying the adventures of the G-Team as much as we're enjoying making it all up as we go along. Part B will resume in our release next week. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe. 
And don't forget to love each other. See you next time on Gold and Glory. <laughs>